folks. Welcome to our latest edition of Black Coffee with a Little Sugar. Um, we are back. I'm Stan. I'm Jason. And I'm Yvette. Um, we're happy to be back, and um, we have a multitude of topics to talk about. It's going to be like rapid fire. We, we, this has been so much happening um, around us in this world, and uh, we're just going to try to cover a little bit of it today. Um, we kind of want to kick off with what we always kick off with, and you know, there's new things with the coronavirus. We'll talk about that later, but right now we want to kind of just take you back. Um, and you know, while you're listening, you can do this too. Just think about where you were last year this time and how dramatically different your life is. And so we kind of want to go around and 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 do that. Um, Yvette, why don't you kick that off? Yeah, you know, it kind of gives me that whole feeling about not so much the show, but kind of like the theme song, like these were the days, you know, back in all in the family, right? But who would think that we think that why don't uh, you sing that last song? year? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Those Let's were the days. Dang. Nice. <laughs> right, I got a piano. Hold on. Let me get on the piano real quick. We'll play the whole thing. In a future edition, we got to talk about how that show would have never made it past. The oh my God, show. it would have never, <laughs> never made it. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I think about last year, uh, I was traveling, you know, I traveled for work and I was just getting back from Sacramento. You know, I was going on a trip to, to, um, to Seattle, Washington. And that was right about the time when uh, the people in the nursing home passed away from from this mysterious virus. I had no idea. And honestly, I just had gotten off the plane. It was probably nine o'clock um, Pacific time. And I'm looking at the news. I'm like, what in the world did I walk into? But, you know, I was there the whole week um, for work and had no idea of what my life was going to be like after that. You know, there was even a women's conference, you know, at, at my local church. I never thought that that would be the last thing that I did with a group of people. It's just just mind blowing that it was just only a year ago. Yeah, you know, we, we mark time, you know, B.C. A.D., but I think we're going to have to change the B.C. from before Christ to uh, before COVID. And and those are the moments that we all had. I mean, hey, Jason, um, before you do that, though, I got to cut you off. Okay. Why is it? Why is it that you can say BC, but if I said it, Yvette would be all over me? Why is that? I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I've been told I can't talk about your your uh, church going habits anymore on this podcast. I got scolded by you for for t- taking a shot, so I'm not, I'm not going to leave. I'm gonna leave that alone. Okay. You Keep see going. how they do me, people. You see what I got to deal with on this podcast. Do you see? Mm-hmm. That's what big sisters are for. Mm. So, as I was saying, uh, you know, for me, it was uh, traveling just like Yvette's talking about. I was in Atlanta for a conference, right? As people started saying, "Well, you got to wash your hands and and not not shake hands." So we were still crowding into a hotel, crowding into rooms, um, no masks, no nothing. Just a lot of hand sanitizer sitting around, and then. We sell Girl Scout cookies here. We're we're the we're the cookie house. I'm a cookie dad, and so we uh, we have a troop of about fifty girls across all kinds of grades. And in the past, we ordered up eight hundred cases to sell during the season. That's a lot of cookies, man. That's a lot of cookies. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a garage full of cookies, and I mean, and then you know, a couple pickup trucks and a flatbed and a bunch of 
they see us coming from a mile away, but this year under a hundred. Wow. I mean, people don't want to go out people. So, so yeah, there's, it's, it's very, um, it's surreal, but I think it is important that we look back because I think it's important that we, we remember why we're doing what we're doing, why we're wearing the masks, why we're, why we're following, because we want those things back because we got to get to partying. Right, Stan? <laughs> yeah. But you know, I wasn't even thinking about this when I was thinking about this segment before, but now that I think about it, I was doing a lot of traveling last January and February and, and I remember, I, I didn't, I mean, most of us hadn't heard of anything. Like, we didn't know what was going on. But I do remember waiting for a flight and watching, I don't know, it must have been 20 people of Asian descent coming off of the plane with masks. Mm-hmm. And we were all looking like, what's going on? Mm, and true. now that I think Same about thing. it, that was the beginning of that. And, and, oh, and that, I mean, that's a good one. I, I mean, yeah, thinking I mean, back now, I remember it was that. one set of people that had, and on that particular trip, on that particular thing in the airport, and I didn't, we didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. So now look at the world. If you don't have a mask at the airport, you're the one that's, that's odd. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, I just wanted to reflect on that. And, and, you know, yeah, I mean, last year this time, you know, I know Jason and his wife and a couple of other good friends of ours, um, you know, a good friend of mine has was having a gala. And it was, you know, to raise money for some youth programs. And, you know, we were all dressed up and eating well and dancing and having a great night. And, you know, we have that gala tonight virtually. And I'm trying, I'm, I am going to be excited about it, but it's not the same. It's not the same. And, and you know, the travel and, 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 you know, everything's changed. Everything has changed for everybody. And, you know, I think, you know, it's okay for everybody on this who's listening to this to reflect for a minute. And, um, you know, we still have a lot to be thankful for, but, boy, life is different now. Yeah, you can um, even be a little bit sad about it, you know. Um, I think that we try to rush everything away and, and act like we don't grieve the things that we used to do. And, um, and that's just kind of like part of life, part of the cycle and that you have to be able to deal with your emotions in these days and times because it's hard out here. But you, like you said, we can be grateful because there's so much to be grateful for, um, just for life itself. So yeah, I get that. Are you got, you have anything? Cause I want to say one more thing about this, Jason. I, I was just going to say, she, she started yeah. into it. I thought she was starting on another song lyric. It's hard out here. It's hard <laughs> out here. I'm <laughs> So I am grateful. You know, there are a few things because of this coronavirus that we're grateful for. I'm grateful now that on occasion I get to watch church virtually with Yvette <laughs> because she has a beautiful congregation. <laughs> you're talking about, the building? Are you talking about the building? Are you talking about the building? It's a, is it a really nice setting? Is it really? They do a great production. I mean, it's mm. just, I mean, I get something out of it spiritually, but also enjoy watching the, the, the show. It's just awesome. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? If, however you get the gospel, I'm, I'm, I'm glad about it. So okay. shout out to Grace Family Church, Tampa. Yeah, I'm not mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get serious now, guys. So um, I think, Jason, you should kick this off. I mean, we're going to talk about Texas and, man, those people have had such a tough time. Yeah. You know, and talk about shout outs and, and condolences. And 
condolences to all those people who have lost someone or have families have been so devastated by this. I've lucky my uh, godfather is out there and his son. Uh, they both seem to weather it pretty well. No pun intended. Uh, they had the rolling blackouts, but they they were able to keep most things thawed and didn't have some of the insanity like those. Uh, 72 car or whatever it was accident, which anecdotally, I'll tell you that, that that's, that's one of those ones that uh, back in the day with being a police officer, that's, you see that and you just want to quit because the paperwork on that, I mean, all, you know, all sadness aside about the tragedy of loss of life, that's, that's days and days and days of work trying, just trying to untangle what was that. And um, it, it is, it is stunning how people still want to argue that, the climate isn't changing and, and yeah. Okay. And if you're, and if you're goofy enough to tell me that, well, it's global warming, why is it getting cold? Stop yourself yeah. right now. Yeah. Stop yourself right Your now. IQ might not be very high, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go there with you. Cause, cause come on. I mean, maybe it's just, maybe it was a bad marketing tool, but we we've got to acknowledge the fact that the world is changing and, and we've got to do something about it. Uh, um, and that, Usually doesn't mean just jump on a plane and go somewhere warm when it gets cold. Uh-oh. What? Here we go. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Go ahead, Stan. Go you get know, it. <laughs> I just, you know, we're gonna. I just want to say first, like all of us, everybody's lived through this weather and different weather, and this is this is a different level of pain. So you know, I was, you know, I lived on the East Coast, and so we've dealt with hurricanes. You know, as as a resident and as a reporter and in the flooding and all that. So, but you know, when you throw in that these people don't have heat, I mean, that's just tough. So I, I feel it. Um, and then, you know, we have people and, and thank you for bringing it up, Jason. We have people like Ted Cruz that, you know, he's getting paid by the taxpayers to take care of people in a crisis. And he decides to go away on vacation and then, you know, makes up some foolish story after he gets beat up pretty bad and comes back. But you know what? I expect that from him. Like, he has showed himself to be that way anyway. You know, he, he's not, you know, and I don't, I don't feel like all, you know, Republicans are bad. And I, I don't, I think people are trying to do the right thing, but I don't think he's one of them. And he hasn't shown that to me. And so this isn't surprising and I hope he pays for it down the road from the people of Texas because that is that's the one thing that you gotta do as in office. You gotta take care of your people when they need you. But he gets you chance after thing. chance after chance after chance after chance, seemed like to me. Um, it's like when is it gonna be enough? You know, I love the Maya Angelou quote. It's like when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. And he just he just keeps right on going. And I'm like, what's it going to take? Yeah. You know, I mean, as from an emergency manager standpoint, I can tell you there's nothing more useless in a crisis than a politician. So I, part of me is not <laughs> mad at him because you know what? I, I don't want them around messing up what I'm trying to do when I'm trying to fix something, but you don't go and do that. I mean, that was just, that was silly, you know? And I, and I also don't like when, when people get too much credit for doing the right thing, mm. you know, and, and to be fair, you know, folks are talking now about AOC and how she's, she's stepping up more than Cruz is. It's like, stop, stop that too, because you know what? It's the right thing to do. So we, we shouldn't get too much credit 
for doing the right thing. We shouldn't get too much blame when we do stupid things sometimes. But I mean, it, 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 we, it shouldn't make it pol political at all. People are dying. Get in there and just do the right thing and, and stop talking about it so much. Be a human being. Help when you yeah. can. Yeah, I mean, thanks for the shout out for AOC. Anytime we can do that, that's a good thing. That's a good day. And um, I don't that'll know. Make, I think, yeah. yeah, that'll yeah. make those people who wanted to, who left all that n nasty messages on our wall happy that we talked about her. <laughs> right? We're, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to be, we're trying to have a good represent, repre representation of all people. And, you know, so we're, we're, we're going to do what we do sometimes. We're going to kind of go through a list of people that, and we got to go back and we got to go back. You know, this country has has really gone through a lot with this election. And, you know, you think when it's when the election's over, it might calm down and get a little bit better. But it hasn't. You know, we've gone through this impeachment, you know, ordeal now. And, you know, at the bottom line is sometimes things are right and some things, sometimes things are wrong and there's not a lot of gray area. What happened at the Capitol is wrong and absolutely and and in any politician that is trying to defend that or trying to walk away from that being wrong we don't have any time for him right and and, and go back to ted cruz you know he he's with trump until the end right or wrong whether people die at the capitol or not he's he's just gonna defend whatever he can and and you know that is a shame um lindsey graham Oh, <laughs> which, which way the wind is blowing today, right? Right. It's like, make up your mind, sir. Make up your mind. What, what side of the fence are you going to be in? Oh, I, I love you one day. I can't stand you the next day. You're a hero one day. You're like, oh my gosh, you're lower than the scum of the earth the next day. Make up mm -hmm. your mind. But I know that um, the one that you are defending ain't defending you. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. You know, it used to mean something to call somebody a flip flopper. You know, there, there used to be a politically they you you got beat up if you changed your opinion on something. But I mean, the fact that, that, that it's gone from that to hypocrisy, it's just gone to straight hypocrisy with folks. I mean, you got Liz Cheney out there stepping up, either the daughter of one of the most, you know, staunch Republican conservatives, notorious, notorious doing it, getting away with everything doing every all the different things. And now she's a pariah because she, she stepped up and did the right thing. So I, come on. Never, it, never, never did I think I'd be on a podcast defending people with Cheney in their last name. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Cheney did a lot of things that really, really hurt us. But yeah. you know, the bottom line is, you know, we kind of did it with class every now and then. We, I mean, even if we thought it was evil or, or ill intent, it, it wasn't. It was done the right way, and it Ish. it was morally okay. It was morally okay, and you know, and then McConnell. I think I was on here the last time, or one of the times before, you know, saying that you know, I'm going to defend him, and and he did this blistering press conference after the impeachment trial just tore into Trump and now he's already walking away from it just because of the polling because of the polling we do anything to keep your seat right mm-hmm yeah too much I mean Nikki Haley Nikki Haley has been wanting to be president for a while she left the Trump administration I think so she could prepare and you know 
she distanced herself from Trump. And then, you know, Trump won't go away. I, I, we saw in the news that that there was she was trying to have a meeting with him and he's too childish to have a meeting with, you know, one of the rock stars or potential rock stars of the Republican Party because he still wants to be in control of it. So what, what kind of mess is that? He's here to stay for sure. And there, the, the thing that is upsetting to me is, is that there's such a following for who he is and what he does and what he says that he will never go away. It's like life as we want it to be or, or have imagined it to be. Um, we got to forget about that because that is over. And people, the people have spoken, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, you know, and it's, it's, uh, sad. I don't know. Is, is the the excuses for for the vitriol that that's going and, and it's going around both ways. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we get extreme people on each. You know, I don't want to say there's good people on both sides. I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, there, Jay. Come on. There's but there is extreme. There is extreme, and and there's people that are that are hating each other, that are that are cussing each other out, that are because of it's. Part of it, though, is because he made it okay. He made it okay to be like that. You know, you're talking about chaining. You're talking about back in the politicians wouldn't call each other out that way. They would they they would stick to the a lot of the it was it was scandals that they'd go after. But the, a lot of times they'd be arguing about just the actual planks of a uh, of their platforms. And now it is now it is just all about who the person is. And, and that's, and that's, we're getting away from where we need to be. You know, you can't have Marco Rubio talking one day about how small Trump's hands are. And then the next day <laughs> holding on to him, you know, like, you know, right. Whatever. Dear life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to feel sorry for Marco Rubio because like, I, I, you know, I am around um, the Latinx community a lot here where I live and got some projects going on and are, are very close to, to people and man, they can't stand him. Mm-hmm. They really, I mean, they they think of Marco Rubio like I think of Herman Cain. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> Why go. did I, I know, know that Herman Cain was going to get back up in here? Well, because well, Ben Carson. Uh, oh, here we go. I would say, you know, and then why don't you just keep going? I mean, you know, there are people, and, and I, you know, we're sitting here talking like Trump accelerated it, but we do have to talk about. The person, one of the people, one of the biggest voices who started it, who also passed away recently, you know, Rush Limbaugh, yeah. you know, I'm I, and this is one of, the, one of the things I was talking about. I saw a lot of conservative folks getting all bent out of shape because people were saying they were happy to see him go. And I agree that it's not right. It's, you know, that's not how we want to be. We don't want to talk about rejoicing in someone's death. Correct. But, we don't want to do that. And we won't. Mm-hmm. But uh, I won't. <laughs> There's a chance. But, I, but I but I think it's hypocrisy because he, you could he doesn't take you long to go back and look at even back at her, at how Rush Limbaugh celebrated people dying. And so you can't defend somebody. You can't say you you shouldn't be you shouldn't be mean to the person after they're dead when that person was mean to people after they died. Yeah. It's disingenuous at that point. And, and no, I mean there I think that there is just a human decency thing about it. Um, it's not about him as a person. It's just about um, death itself. I mean, I don't know if anybody should be rejoicing um, like that. I, yeah. 
I, I, I don't feel good about and, that. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't agree what he's, yeah. you know, I don't agree what he stood for. I absolutely do not. But, you know, I want to, cause we talk about people in decorum and how, um, you know, we need to be more politically correct because um, it's gotten so out of order over the last few years. I just, I don't want to go out like that. And, and that's, that's fine. I mean, and, and I, I agree with that, but you know, I want to go back to rush because you know, when we go back to rush, he started this, mm-hmm. he started all of this. I mean, I hate to give somebody that much power and credit, but he did. And no wonder the, president, former president, gave him that Congressional Medal of whatever, of Presidential Medal of Freedom, which was a joke. But he started this movement. I remember commuting in my car, you know, to jobs and and, and, and and things like that. And he was on the radio. And he was the only one on the radio talking about the conservative movement. Um, the Democrats tried to have people on the radio, and those all those shows failed. He was the first one that ended up having a show that had strong ratings. And boy, I believe, I believe he's hurt us because what it did was it gave people a nonstop day to day, day after day after day flow of one-sided information that brainwashed a lot of people. I was going to ask you, what do you think that made the show so popular? I've never listened to Rush Limbaugh ever in my life. So... I, mean, I just knew what pretty, he stood yeah, for. You want to do? You can go, Jason. But I mean, I thought he he was entertaining. I mean, you know, not anymore. I mean, when you start, I mean, the topics are very serious, so you don't want to be entertained. And he got worse and worse and worse. But at the beginning, it was entertaining. Yeah, I think there's. I think there's. There's. It's. It's entertaining. I mean, we all have some. There's a part in many of us that are still going to look at something like that, and it's awful. But you. But you laugh at it at some level, because it's it's easier to do that than it is to talk about something serious and very, uh, it's hard to talk about serious issues and be all, and listen to someone just talk about them all the time without any humor. And it, sometimes it was, he was, he was so such a character. I mean, that's, he, he took it so far and, and, and looking back and some of the things that the profiles have been doing about him, he was honest. It was about the money. He knew how to make money. And he was, he may have believed it, but he did it because he knew how to make some money. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta thank him for that. Cause it started a whole, it started a whole medium and started a whole different um, way to do this. But I think to Stan's point, we keep hearing it saying, if we keep, all we hear is hate, 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 or all you keep hearing is, is one thing, it's going to creep into your head. You, you, you can't sit there and say, you don't get programmed by it. And, and so that's where it, it's dangerous. And it's both sides, you know. I'm go back to my reporter days. It's both sides. He, he, he started the movement to really make, you know. Then Fox News came, and because because Rush, I mean, and and then they had the the nighttime primetime spot that was that people couldn't wait to watch. Now they have the morning slot that people can't wait to watch. And you know, it's both sides on this one. You know, MSNBC, um, they're very very slanted. Fox is very slanted, and, and it's very difficult for people to find anything that can give you, let you be in control of what you believe. And so he started that. He gets credit for that, and I think it's a low point in, 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 in American journalism. I think it's a low point in American radio and television, and so 
God rest his soul, but we don't need another Rush Limbaugh ever. You know, it's funny you're saying about how I don't know what to believe. I mean, that that really takes us to our next thoughts about this whole thing that we've gone around. It seems like we've gone uh, maybe 100, 360 degrees, if not for 180 for sure, around schools, around getting back to school. And, and is it time? Is it not time? You know, being inside the room when these conversations were happening last year, uh, you know what? What's the, what's the guidance? What's the what do we need to know? What are you know, and we've gone from okay, we need social distancing, we need six feet, we need masks, we need this to eh, let's just put them back in the building and maybe three feet's good enough and kids will wear their masks and I know Yvette's like, oh yeah, we're sending our kids uh, back uh, right away. Uh, 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 we're not doing that. No, no, no. Don't nobody want their kids to go back to school more than me. I don't know about with that. With a fourteen-year-old, <laughs> with a thirteen-year-old, yeah, yeah, right. and they're all boys. Ten-year-old, yeah. these boys, and I have to be <laughs> hawking their machines to see if who is watching Pokemon and, and Undertale and all these yeah. other crazy things. No, I want them jokers to go back to school, but it is not safe. I don't care who says it's safe, vaccine or no no vaccine, because people are not going to do right, especially my kids. My kids are not going to keep their mask on for the uh, for the amount of time that they need to keep that thing on during school. Uh-uh, nope, they ain't going. They staying home. Well, this is a painful topic because, you know, I, I, I hear you, Yvette, but, you know, the trade-off, the trade-off is, you know, I have, you know, I have, I have a couple of kids. I have one that really, really loves school and quite frankly, really needs to be in school because it's taking a toll. It's, this is taking a toll socially. This is taking a toll, in, you know, intellectually. And it's hard and it's painful because you want your, you want your child to get the, the, the true experience. And, you know, you're transitioning, you know, in middle school and high school and, they're just not getting any of what we got, what other kids are getting, and it's just not fair, and it's really painful, and it hurts. It hurts the kids. So, I, I'm almost to the point now where, if we can figure out how to get them back, you know, I, I might, I might go for that because, because you know, unlike you know some people on this podcast, you know, <laughs> I don't have any privileges. Oh my god, I haven't, I haven't gotten any privileges. I, Jay, I you coming for you? Jay, see, 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 you know, the man. Now let's let's just for the record, the man who talked about inviting me to a gala, I, I the guy who's never been to a gala is talking about who's got privileges on this call. I'm just saying, who's the, the man who's friends with the guy who throws a, a gala where they're auctioning off thirty thousand dollars things? Don't be telling me about privileges at, at this point, okay? <laughs> but I will, you know, I mean, my kids are back. You know, and it was one of those things. We were back and forth. It was, you know, it was every five minutes. Yes, we want to. No, we don't. Are we? We just the the fact that they're missing so much, and then the fact that again, the world, the country, the world, the the regions, it's so different. I mean, there's kids who were in school almost this entire time. You know, so, so it's hard to then turn around and say, well, no, we're not going to put our kids in. And then especially working in a, in a city, then you see the disparity across racial lines. You see the fact that there's, you know, white kids in the suburbs who go to a private school have been getting that all this time. Well, black kids, brown kids, you know, are they're, they're not. And so you, you get in that, that zone. You're like, yeah, we want safety for everyone. Safety is the most important thing. But when everyone around you isn't 
saying that, it really becomes difficult to, to hold that line because now are you really hurting people instead of helping them? And it's it's such an impossible thing. And I think it's it's another thing that gets over politicized. You know, here in Minnesota, they the, the Republicans came after the governor and said they want to take away his power to to close schools because they want they just want to reopen. And it's like he's he's got an impossible task. I mean, you, you don't 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 turn this into political theater. This is people's lives. I agree. And and the only thing I'll add on the school thing is, you know, I'm not going to take school districts off the hook. They they have spent generations of year, they've been sending year after year of perfecting uh, the, the achievement gap, the opportunity gap. They have mastered the art of leaving black and brown kids behind. And if we don't think that this coronavirus is going to increase that gap, then we're dreaming. And so it's a sad story. It's it's a story that's infuriating. But, you know, we weren't doing a good job before COVID-19 educating all kids. And we're damn sure not doing a good job now. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I can't even say anything about that. But it's just, but when you think about how much it costs, like for for me with two kids that have asthma, and me with diabetes and, and asthma and high blood pressure on my own self, it could wipe our family out. So it's one of those things that you you understand um, all of what could happen, but then you have to count up the cost for your own house and do what you feel is right. It's fair. It's and, fair. And, and then we talk about, okay, you know, we joked a little bit about the, the vaccine, but then we talk about how much do people trust getting the vaccine and why is there a lack of trust with getting the vaccine there's i mean let's let's be real about it you know i know we joked last time about you know i don't want to do things just during black history month and thankfully this podcast doesn't do that we we talk about it every you get, you get to talk about black history month again huh well come on now i mean it's well, your favorite time of year day. we're gonna we talk talking, about it every day right yeah for the, for, for the newbies who haven't heard before i'm Go not a listen. fan of black history month but i am a I am a fan of celebrating blackness all year and embedding it in everything we do, but one damn month for 28 days is not cutting it. <laughs> you know, what's funny, even my, you know, and, and again, the kids get influenced by, by who we are, but our littlest one, Vala, she, she sat down at the, t- she goes, wait a minute. Why did they give the shortest month for black history month? Like just yep. straight Amen. up said it. Like even, mm-hmm. so even when a second grader can sit there and go, that don't make no sense. No, okay, yeah, we, we digressed. My we digressed. buddy, my buddy, your buddy Vala. Yep. Oh, um, Vala. So, again, historically though, you got to. We talk about oh, people are just trust. It's very difficult for folks who don't understand what's happened in the past to understand why people are so afraid of trusting to get this vaccine. Yeah, Yvette, you want to talk? I mean. Well, I think for generations, we are told certain things about what happened. And then, you know, we don't do a lot of uh, research ourselves, like the Tuskegee experiments. I've heard everything under the sun about these Tuskegee experiments that they gave those men syphilis and and they just let them, you know, just sit there and didn't treat them. And then you read, um, you know, later uh, that the 
they did have syphilis already and um, were left untreated. It, I mean, it doesn't make it a lot better, but it's just that you have to know, you have to get some information for yourself so you can make a, a, a informed decision. And um, with black people, if we, you know, I'll speak for my own self. I didn't know um, that bit of history. I'll tell on myself um, until I was older. So, you know, I've spent a, a, a large majority of my life thinking that something was true and it wasn't. And um, we have to be careful about what we think is true and what and what is and 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 is what is true. Right. I just I just want to break it down a little bit because, you know, the bottom line is, you know, I'm doing some work with the nonprofit, local nonprofit, and we focus on um, the black community. And this is real. This is a real problem where there's so many myths. There's so many, so much bad information. And but you know it is real. Um, they used they used black people as guinea pigs for a long time, and and now we're paying the price because we have a segment of our population that have no trust in in, in this vaccine. And so we are doing. We want to spend some time today to really talk about you know yeah. There's lots of unanswered questions. But you know what? Everybody on that list that we talked about, Dick Cheney and Liz Cheney and Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio, they got the damn shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. They probably got two by now. And oh, yeah. we don't need to leave our people behind because of those myths. And it's a real thing. It's a real thing that a lot of people, particularly white people and people who are affluent in the suburbs, they don't even think about it. Mm-mm, but it's a real issue that we have to resolve because this damn thing won't work if we don't have enough people doing it. Yeah, um, yeah. It won't work. You when you get the opportunity, part. take it. When you get the opportunity, take it. And then, and again, that you're right. Everyone's got to make their own decision. And I know you're, you're not ready to jump in the front of the line. Uh, but I think, like I said, if, if, if the opportunity comes, this is, this is the things we have to keep doing. We have to keep and keep on with our masks, keep on with our distance, keep on with our, all these things because people are still dying. It's, it's going down and thankfully, but I also remember before it started again, circling back to the beginning of this thing, when we were all saying, well, this isn't going to be nothing. You know, we, even health department people were saying, no, you don't have to worry. You don't have to cancel everything. It's going to be fine right at the beginning of March. And then by the middle of March, we shut down. So don't, don't stop, don't let up now, folks. And if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for the, for the people around you and the people you love, because it's, it's still real. People are still dying. And that's a public service announcement from black coffee with little sugar. <laughs> and we really mean it. Yeah, um, we yeah. do. This is, this has been a joy and Jason has to close it out because he screwed up the last podcast. He's got to fix it. Come no, on, Jay. I mean, no, no, come on now. I mean, you know, sometimes we step in it and, and I'm good for that. I mean, if we're going to go way back, I, I started that early on when I talked, it's called uh, our friend's event corny when I really didn't mean corny, but I still get crap about that. But <laughs> starting with our, our wonderful editor, Kelsey. I give her a shout out because she's amazing. Because she yelled amazing. at me, she yelled at me for for picking on Michael Jackson and and lightening his skin. And yes, there is evidence that he had a skin 
uh, condition. And, and so you're right. We should never make fun of somebody for their condition. I'll just make fun of him for everything else bad he did. <laughs> oh, and I still God. love his music. I still love his music, but and I'm just saying. Real, we don't know what the hell he was yeah. doing. So, so okay, okay. I, I can separate those two things. And then to all my Canadian friends, uh, especially our, one of our, you know, favorite listeners, uh, when I when I talked about the weekend and then you know how good could he be because he's from Canada I meant because they're so nice up there you know and he's supposed <laughs> to be so edgy it was more about that but of course I do apologize if I've uh, offended any of our neighbors to the north because um, they're smart <laughs> enough to, and they're, hey they're they're the ones who are smart enough to keep their borders closed not letting us in right now so how about that you know <laughs> <laughs> keeping it, keeping it real though Jason yeah, yeah I mean. They probably could do better. I mean, I like the weekend and he was good, but <laughs> y'all gotta keep working. Y'all can y'all can do better. Yeah, I mean, I mean you could we send got us something Drake. Better. See? That would have been See? better. We got Drake. I mean, they would yep. have to bleep everything out. They would have had to bleep better. everything out. All right. Okay, so so we gotta go. We'll be back soon um, with some new additions and um, we can't wait. Um, but you know, come check us out. Um, like us, share share this podcast with your friends and um, we're always here. Hey, just care, don't guys. put that. Just don't put that meme on our wall again about a dog pooping. Okay. <laughs> that was funny. That was a good one. <laughs> Take care, everybody. My folks. Take it easy.